0: Welcome to Spotlight. I'm Adala Kim reporting for Private Debt Investor. In this episode on Australian Mid-Market Lending, Andrew Lockhart and Kelly Morton are joining us. Andrew is one of the original founding partners at Metrix Credit Partners. He focuses on many aspects of the business, such as product development, fundraising, deal origination, and risk management. Kelly is the founder of Sky Capital Advisory a leading independent debt advisory and capital structuring firm. The firm raised over 90 billion in Australian dollars capital for corporate private equity firms and property developers. Andrew says since the COVID-19 shock to the economies and the markets, his team has spent a lot of time on negotiating amendments, consent requests, and waivers from some of their borrowers. He adds, the deal pipeline has also been impacted
1: the impact as a result of the spread of the virus and the economic and market downturn was quite bespoke to individual businesses and companies within sectors. And so I guess for us, we were fortunate that coming into the crisis, I guess, we had a range of borrowers in industries that we had decided not to provide financing to. So things that were more cyclical or higher risk industries, so things like the tourism sector, aviation, the retail sector come to mind, even student accommodation and education. We're also, I guess, fortunate that you know we don't have any material exposures to retail property trusts or commercial office trusts that would give rise to heightened degrees of risk. Some of those industries and sectors have been the hardest hit. So across our funds, I guess what we saw initially was a real need to engage with borrowers, understand exactly what was going on within their industry and specifically their business, and what steps management were taking to manage through that period of time. That required detailed discussions and understandings of those companies' operations to understand you know, what was the cash available on balance sheet, what committed undrawn funding lines were available to companies, uh, how management would respond in the form of lowering costs. We obviously have in excess of 150 individual borrowers in our various funds and across our portfolios. Um, And so, you know, we obviously saw a number of borrowers Probably less than 20 borrowers across our funds require some form of amendment to their existing facilities. So, a lot of our time was spent negotiating amendments or consent request waivers for borrowers where earnings had been impacted. And as a result of that, there was the potential for a breach of covenant that needed to be managed through. That often requires a negotiation. Through that period of time, I guess the deal pipeline was impacted. We saw a number of companies that uh, were subject to or were looking to. make acquisitions. A number of those acquisitions didn't proceed as a result of material adverse change causes being triggered as a result of the equity market volatility. And so I guess from that perspective, we saw a number of transactions that would otherwise have been completed not proceed to financial close as a result of market volatility and uncertainty. I guess we're now moving beyond that. Kelly says
0: new deals were on hold for the last few months. But now, The deal markets seem reopened. However, she adds, there will be winners and losers because most lenders will need to work out if they're in a situation that they can keep trading through or will need to go and talk to their counterparties again about longer term solutions. At that point, it's going to be interesting to see what lenders will do and what hard choices borrowers will make on interestingly
2: a lot of the solutions in the first stage of COVID to do with cash flow solutions and covenant waivers etc were short-term solutions so they were really kicking the can down the road and most companies will have to, you know, see where they are at in the later end of this year, ironically, when the government funding is supposed to come off and work out if they're in a situation that they are fine to keep trading through or will need to go and talk to their lenders again about solutions. Realistically, we expect a lot will need to go back to their lenders and talk again about solutions for the next period because their businesses were still impacted by COVID, you know, only a few months earlier. So we, we think a lot of the businesses will still have a medium, you know, impact from COVID. We think there'll be winners and losers. You know, in the last phase, we believe, you know, everyone had the attitude, we're in this together. You know, it's an unprecedented time. Everyone was pragmatic and everyone sort of tried to work out ways to keep businesses in the same sort of structure they were previously. But coming up, there probably will be winners and losers. There will be businesses that lenders look at and go, okay, you really were just impacted by COVID you know, your capital structure is still sound, we can give you a little bit more flexibility to get through the next few months. And then there'll be others where lenders will require a bit more of a step change in the solution, whether they will view it as a time to actually let's change this capital structure.
0: She adds, there might be another bottleneck with lenders down the road, meaning it might be a bit harder in that period to do new deals again. Obviously, it's very unclear also
2: at this stage what the government funding will do. You know, certain sectors might get boosts. But what it does mean for the period when these schemes come off and where a lot of the uh, lending borrower solutions were given to is that there is going to be another bottleneck probably with lenders where people are looking at their portfolio very closely again. It means it makes it a bit harder in that period to do new deals again because people are focused again on their portfolio. But saying that, the flip side of this mismatch that might occur between government funding coming off, what lenders want their businesses to do and, you know, where they need more equity, et cetera means there could be quite a lot more opportunities for certain businesses to actually acquire other businesses, etc, because that's where they need an equity injection. It's going to be fascinating because there is going to be quite a few different events that are going to happen all at the same time, which are are going to make lenders very busy.
0: Andrew says the key here as a lender is being nimble and being able to respond to changing policies and have viewpoints on how that might impact different industries and businesses.
1: Look, I think it's interesting because I guess the government and regulators are very, attuned to the need to ensure continued support. Certainly, we've seen in Australia a very strong equity market rebound. There's certainly plenty of liquidity. Banks are awash with cash. And as a result of that, if economic conditions restore more strongly, then obviously some of the risks to the downside will be mitigated. But there's a degree of uncertainty in terms of how certain businesses will perform. I think it's certainly in the broader Australian market, I think that there's some risks for the banks in both their SME, small medium-sized businesses, and also on their consumer side if unemployment levels uh, remain at elevated levels. So I think overall, it's one of those areas where people will just have to watch the risk carefully. And as we've learned to do over the last couple of months, uh, be nimble and be able to respond appropriately based on amended or changed government policies and how that might impact different industries and businesses within those sectors
0: that's all for today. If you want to hear more episodes of Spotlight, you can check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, and PI's various titles online. For private debt investor, I'm Adala Kim. Thanks for listening.